Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. The number one most fascinating, most interesting fantasy basketball player is, of course, the alien Victor Wembenyama. He is the sensation sweeping the NBA and fantasy basketball drafts at the moment. And uh, we're going to break down... How early should you take him? Is there a ceiling on him? Could he be the best fantasy basketball rookie of all time? Let's go! G'day and welcome to the Ball Boys Fantasy Basketball Podcast. I'm your host, Mitch Casey, and you can find me on Twitter at Ball Boys Fantasy. And today we are finishing the top 25 most interesting fantasy basketball players with the number one player, Victor Wemanyama. Obviously, he is the number one pick of the overall draft this offseason. He is the, uh, the talk of the entire NBA, the entire world of the, uh, the alien. The number one prospect since LeBron James, uh, and obviously we are recording this. Uh, we're recording this after all the preseason games have gone on and drafts are happening right now this weekend. So I will be uh, probably rushing it or releasing this one a little bit ahead of schedule, so you guys have a chance to listen to it before your draft. But Victor Wembanyama is the number one most interesting player. He is obviously garnering more hype than maybe any other rookie has ever garnered before in fantasy basketball circles, and he is. Again, we're going to put up his ADP in a second, but if you are in a draft this weekend, he is going in the second round. You are not going to get him in the third round, I, I do not believe, um, just because of the excitement and the fun that this man is going to bring to your season, which, again, look, I can't really argue with. Again, I've talked about this in the last podcast when we talked about James Harden, but fantasy basketball is supposed to be fun, and... What is more fun right now than watching this man play? I cannot put up an argument to say that this is not going to be an enjoyable experience to watch him. Uh, The only hope is that he doesn't get injured or anything like that. But outside of that, if he's playing out there on the court, he is an absolute just something we've never, ever seen before. Everything that we talked about pre-drafts and all that sort of stuff, it is... He's that and more. Um, so the hype is out of this world. And so far, so far, he's he's living up to it. Now, we're going to talk about it from a fantasy basketball perspective and, and what it actually means in terms of his value. And um, if your main goal is to win and you want to be competitive and like earn money, is Victor Wembanyama worth you know a second round pick or a, a, an early third or an early second or first round even if you want to go absolutely crazy? Uh, where should we take him in drafts? What is his value going to be this season? We're going to get stuck into it. So 
Victor Wembenyama is um, 19.8 years old, so nearly 20 years old, or, or just <laughs> nearly 20 years old. Uh, his ADP again. This, this is probably this is coming in rapidly. So. Last checked on Yahoo, his ADP is 26.9, ESPN 21.8, Fantrax 29.1. But I'm almost going to scratch that completely because I think he's not going to make it outside of the second round, I don't think, in 99% of drafts because of what we've seen in the preseason, the highlight real bias, as Josh Lloyd has uh, coined the term. But also just the sheer translation potential of his stat set. Now, You've seen players come into the NBA like Zion Williamson and Luka Doncic, and they are obviously really, really good players, and they translated from an NBA point of view immediately in the games that they played. They were great. But neither of those players in recent times have been fantasy basketball um, darlings in terms of like the way that their stats translate to rankings. But a player like Victor, who blocks shots, hits threes, he's going to score, he shoots efficiently from the free throw line, which is a huge deal, Um, you know, gets rebounds, he can get steals from the bloody three-point line into the keyway, he can pass a little bit. Um, This type of player is made for fantasy basketball. His um, potential and his, I guess his archetype is a perfect fantasy basketball, um, I guess, building block to to go from. So he could really hit the ground running. I am not here to argue that. But again, we're here to also talk about what is the best decision for you to make in your second round and if Victor Wembanyama is someone you should be considering. So what we're going to do is we're going to look at, again, first look at his stats from um, France. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Played over last season. So in... In the um, the French League, playing for the Metropolis 92, I want to say the team was called, uh, 21.6 points per game, 1.4 threes, 10.4 rebounds, 2.4 assists, 0.7 steals, 3 blocks, 47% from the field, and 82.8% from the free throw line. So great, great stats. A lot of the time, we see players come from college or overseas, and their stats look great, and they often go to the NBA, and they're not quite as good, right? They are dominating lower-level competition. Uh, there's a reason they're the number one pick. They are far and above the talent levels in their respective leagues. So when you see a player's stats from international or you know college or G League or whatever, normally you would look at that stat set and you would go, okay, it, that's like the framework. Okay, he's got a strength in blocks, rebounds, scores, he hits a few threes. And you'd kind of just, again dumb it down a little bit or scale it down, I should say. Not dumb it down. Scale it down a little bit because, again, he's coming up against better competition. And I still think that that is the case. But if there's ever a prospect or a rookie that will have the ability to basically average what he did in the French League in the NBA, it is Victor Wembanyama. So if he came out this season and put up exactly these stats with a few tweaks, I'd probably change a few things, but if he put up these exact stats, I would not be shocked at all. And if a player put up those stats in the NBA, 
That is a first-round player, uh, in my opinion. I think that would make him a first-round player putting up three... You think about what Jaron Jackson Jr. did last season. So if Jaron Jackson Jr. averaged three blocks, I don't believe he averaged 20 points. He didn't average 10 rebounds. Um, the assists weren't that high. That's a first-round player. That That is 100% a top-10 fantasy basketball player if those were the stats that he put up in the NBA this season. Now, do I believe he's going to do that? No, I don't think so. Where do I think he's going to fall short of those stats? I don't know if it's the blocks. I think he could average three blocks per game, maybe. That's a lot to ask. I have him projected more to 2.4, 2.5 blocks per game. The rebounds... I think are a little bit high because he's going to be playing power forward. He's not necessarily playing all the time close to the basket. So I actually have him projected more to eight or nine rebounds per game. 21.6 points. I I think that's a lot to ask. So I think, could he average 20? 19? Yes, I do believe he can do that. 1.43s, maybe 1.1. I think the assist might be closer to 2 than 2.4. Steals maybe 0.6 instead of 0.7. The biggest one here is the field goal percentage. I think the field goal percentage is going to be quite rough. So in France, he averaged 47% field goal. I think that that's, again, probably going to be closer to 45 44%. And that's where he's going to, from a 9-category ranking, suffer the biggest hits to his value. But, again, fantasy basketball is not all about general rankings. If we applied him to a minus one skill set or a minus one rankings, I still think he will average very, very well. So I still think he's got a... There's an outside chance that this is what he averages for the season or this is what he averages for the season. Um, But I think a few things are just scaled down a little bit. And when I scale those things down, um, he does come out in my projections to be someone who's a bit closer to the mid-20s to 30s in rankings and in projections, both in minus one, nine cat, and eight cat. Those are kind of where his numbers translate to. So if I was strictly putting him on my board and ranking him as a player that is, who is the best player, he'd be someone that I'd be happy to, in a perfect world, draft him in the third round. Now, I was more in the fourth round discussion before the preseason and before things. But again, I'm getting caught up into the hype as well. He's doing things that, again, I just you've never seen before. Like when you're seven foot four and you're nutmeg a player, like what the hell are we doing here, guys? It's very exciting. I get it. But if we're just talking about a nine category translation, I don't think there's any world really... Oh, sorry. There is definitely a world, but I don't think it's likely that he is a first round player because of the poor field goal percentage. I don't think he's going to be a great steals, not a tremendous assist player. He's also not going to hit a high volume of threes, I don't think. I don't... Because his three-point percentage is actually not all that good, not all that impressive. Now, he shoots them at at a decent volume, and he's got the green light, at least in preseason. Whether or not that translates to the NBA season, we'll see. But I don't think he's going to be coming out and averaging like more than two threes per game. I don't think that's realistic. It's probably like this, you know, one point, you know, one three to one point four threes per game is more likely for us to expect. Um, but the big thing here is also he's a really good free throw shooter for a, for a big man. And again, the combination of good scoring, good rebounds elite blocks and good free throw percentage shooting in a big man is something that is very, very valuable. Um, you know, you, you talk about the Jaron Jackson Juniors, the Kristaps Porzingis, the, um, 
Uh, well, Wemby's going to be one of these guys, even like a Miles Turner, who's not you know this good at free throw percentages, is good for that reason because he doesn't hurt you like players like a Kessler or a Claxton do. So you can fit in those punt field goal percentage builds and things like that. So what the next thing I wanted to talk about are other rookies, or basically this is what, again, I don't know if this is an exhaustive list, but these were the players that I could search that were the best players in fantasy basketball in their rookie seasons. And there are... Two players that cracked the first round. Let's have a look at them. So the best rookies of all time, and, and not, I say that, I've really only gone back to Chris Paul's draft year. I didn't go further back, but the players that were, th- you know, the top players in their fantasy basketball rookie season were Steph Curry, who was 10th in his rookie season, which I actually was quite surprised when I was researching this. But he did it on the back of averaging 17.5 points, 2.13, 4.4 rebounds, 5.9 assists, 1.9 steals is the big one, so nearly two steals per game, um, two, uh, 0.2 blocks, uh, 46% from the field, and 88.5% from the free throw line. So the 1.9 steals there is obviously the big thing that drags his value up. And when you've got an elite category like that and you're efficient-ish from everywhere else, like 46% as a rookie is actually very, very impressive. Plus, he's got the you know nearly six assists and great free throw percentage, um, although not on super high volume. That was 10th in his in his season in 09-2010. Uh, but again, you've got the 1.9 steals there. But Victor Wembanyama, he's going to have an elite category of his own in the blocks. So... That is a ticket to getting into the top 10 fantasy basketball players. Now, the only other thing that I will say with Steph is that he didn't have a major negative in his value. Um, So his biggest negative outside the turnovers was his blocks, which was 0.2 blocks per game, um, which... You know, from a Z score was a negative 0.61. So not a massive negative compared to some of these other players that we're going to talk about in a second when it comes to things like field goal percentage and, and things like that. But again, in a minus one ranking, you can deal with one big negative. But when you, again, we're talking about nine category rankings. That was his, um, you know, that was his poor, poorest category there. And and the two threes back then was actually a big positive. It was, um, it was something that isn't as uh, readily available as it is now, obviously, since Steph came in. The next player here was Carl Anthony Towns, who was 12th per game in his rookie season in 2015 and 16. He did it by doing 18 points, 10 rebounds, 2 assists, 0.7 steals, 1.7 blocks. So he didn't even get 2 blocks, but 1.7. But he was extremely efficient. So 54% from the field, 81.1% from the free throw line. So... To me, again, we're looking at nine category rankings. So a player like Carl Anthony Towns has that big boost because he averaged the 54% from the field and 81% from the line. So these numbers are, are, are somewhat close to, I think, what we can expect Victor Wembanyama to do. So uh, 18 points, 10 rebounds, 2 assists, 0.7 steals, 1.7 blocks. If we made that 1.7 blocks, 2.4 blocks, and made the field goal percentage 54-44, I think that that is something, and maybe instead of 0.43s, it's 1.43s. That could be something that we can expect from Victor. Um, And again, that's a first-round player. So especially in a minus-one ranking, it it isn't far-fetched to think he's going to be a first-round player in his rookie season because he's doing stuff that we've never seen before. His stat set is truly fantasy-friendly to the max. 
Um, now, Carthy Towns played 82 games that season. Steph Curry played 80 games that season. So historically, these really good rookies also played a lot as well. The next player who got close was Chris Paul in his rookie season. He was the 16th ranked player. His big value, as it always is, was assists and steals. So 16 points, half a three, five rebounds, 7.8 assists, 2.2 steals per game. Absolutely crazy. 0.1 blocks, 43%, and 85% from the free throw line. So again, you've got a huge, uh, two really big positives in assists and steals, which catapulted his value up. Uh, His lowest value was the 0.1 blocks and also the 43% from the field on 12 attempts, which I think is going to be fewer attempts than what Wemby will do. Anthony Davis was the next one here at 23rd in his rookie season, averaging 13.5 points, 8 rebounds, 1 assist, 1.2 steals, 1.8 blocks. Again, efficient, 51.5% from the field, 75% from the free throw line, which was very, very close to league average that year. Um, And again, the low turnovers also helps him a lot as well. So... He is someone that, again, you can maybe compare him to a Victor Wembanyama, but coming into the league, Anthony Davis was nowhere near the scorer that Wemby was. Um, and in fact, his next season, when Anthony Davis went 21 points per game, um, 2.8 blocks, he catapulted himself up to the second-ranked player in his second season. So, um, you know, 2.8 blocks is obviously uh, that was the best in the league, I, th- I believe that year, uh, which was a huge spike to his value, but. Again, you can see that archetype just being so friendly for fantasy basketball. And then the last two guys here, we've got two guards again, uh, Kyrie Irving and Damian Lillard. So Damian Lillard, we'll talk about first. He was the 30th ranked player. He did it on... Um, oh, where, where am I talking about? Okay. Oh, actually, hold on. Damian Lillard. No. Hold on, I'm looking at the wrong screen here. But he was, yeah, the 30th ranked player. He did it on high scoring, low efficiency. So his field goal percentage was the thing that dragged his um, dragged his overall numbers down. Why is this not loading? Why are you not giving me all these seasons? Come on, basketball monster. Uh, anyway, we'll, we'll skip on to Kyrie Irving while that loads. But Kyrie Irving, he was uh, 35th in his uh, rookie season where he basically put up uh, 18 points, 1.4 threes, 3.7 rebounds, 5.4 assists, 1.1 steals, 0.4 blocks. So a very similar kind of line to what he's doing now. Pretty well-rounded, very efficient, not really any huge negatives. Um, three turnovers per game was his biggest negatives. But again, at that point, a lot of players in the high end of the draft are putting up uh, poor turnovers. So again, pretty across-the-board stats. Uh, and Dame, if I can, if it's loaded now... Oh, correct me, actually. He was the 48th-ranked player um, that season, but he also did it in 38.6 minutes. Um, let me correct that, actually, so we're not um, factually wrong here. So he was the 48th-ranked player. I must have been looking at his second season when I put that in there. So he was the 48th-ranked player, 19 points, 3 rebounds, uh, 2.3 threes, 6.5 assists, Uh, 0.9 steals, 0.2 blocks. His big negative was the field goal percentage, like we said, 43% on 15.7 attempts, uh, but really good free throws, 84% on nearly four attempts. So all those players there were really, really good rookies in their season, but the only ones that cracked the top 10 or the, the first rounds had elite numbers in one or two categories. So Steph, elite in steals, Chris Paul, elite in assists and steals, or they were very, very good across the board. So Anthony Davis, Carthony Towns, good across the board, really good value in blocks, 1.7, 1.8 each. 
Um, but otherwise, their efficiency really carried them to that sort of top 24. Again, I don't think that the efficiency is going to be a strength of Wemby. He's probably going to turn the ball over a fair bit. He's going to be shooting poorly from the field. So what he will need to do is he will need to be elite in certain categories and good in others, like a Steph Curry. Does he have the chance to do that? Of course he does. He has a chance to lead the NBA in blocks and potentially be an all-defensive player in his rookie season. That would not shock me. So um, with all this said, with all of this said, is he someone that you can take in the second round of fantasy basketball drafts? I don't think it's ridiculous. I don't think it's crazy. If we look at the second round and we look at where people are going and who is going in the second round, you've got players like Kyrie Irving, who has, you know, for most leagues, a poor, um, a poor fantasy basketball playoff schedule. You've got players like... Um, Trey Young. Now, I probably wouldn't trade him with Trey Young. He's got a lot of big strengths and and things like that, big assist numbers. So let's say let's Trey Young is definitely ahead of him. You've got players like Demontis Sabonis. Again, in my projections, he's actually more of a twenties guy in a per game rank, but fits certain builds. Um, you've got Anthony Edwards. Again, probably going further than his nine cat ranking would suggest. Devin Booker, maybe something similar. He's got a shared uh, uh, responsibility with two other superstars. Donovan Mitchell. He, he was there, again, up there with 1.5 steals last season. Does that carry over? Then you've got players like Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, um, Jaron Jackson Jr. So is it crazy to take um, Wemby in the second? No, I actually don't think it is. Now, do I predict that he's going to return that value? I would hedge my bets to say no. I don't think he will. But I also don't think on a per-game nine-category minus-one rankings... Anthony Edwards is going to return that value. I don't think that uh, DeMontis Sabonis is going to return that value if we look at it from a just a global nine-category ranking system or even a minus-one ranking system. But what you can do is you can build your team around that. And does taking Wemby in your second round mean you can't also win your fantasy basketball league? Is it a choice of having fun or winning? No, I don't think that those two things can be you know, that they're not, you know, one or the other. It's not, I'm going to have fun this season or I'm going to choose to win. I think you can win by drafting Victor Wemanyama in the in the second round if that's the way you want to go. Now, what you need to do is you need to understand that he is going to be probably best suited to a punt field goal percentage team. So if you draft someone like... Um, uh, like a Steph Curry, if you draft someone like a Jason Tatum or uh, a Trey Young early or something like that, and you get a Wemby in that type of build, I think that's the best scenario or the best case and build for that team to have success. Is he someone that you're going to draft if you are really you know, worried about turnovers and field goal percentage? Then no, that's probably not going to be the best case. You're better off going for someone like a Devin Booker or, or someone like that or, or a uh, Demontis Sabonis and getting those assist numbers. Um, the other thing with Wemby is that his main strength is going to be blocks. And there are a few players around that can do similar things in terms of block shots. You've got Jaron Jackson Jr., who, again, I would still rank ahead of him just because of the certainty of what I know he can do. He, I know he can be a 20-point player, um, get you a steal, two and a half blocks, hit 1.73s. I know he can do that. Um, Wemby, we think he can do that this season, but we're not 100% sure yet either. Um, so... I mean, you could you could almost compare and, and say those two players are quite similar in terms of their projections. So where we were drafting Jaron Jackson Jr., you could say that drafting uh, Wemby at a similar kind of spot 
is totally fair, totally fair game. Um, so at the end of the day, that's that's sort of my thoughts. I think he's going to be going in the second round in the majority of drafts. If you drafted already, let me know down in the comment section where did Victor Wembanyama go. But I think it's totally fine drafting him in the second round, assuming you would know that you're going to be in a poor field goal percentage build at that point with a center that, again, can block shots. But I don't think he's going to be giving you a bunch of assists, steals, and he's going to be poor from the field and low turnovers or high turnovers. Um, but, again... I'm not ruling out the fact that this man can be a first-round player in his rookie season. Whatever the case is, he's going to be fun as to watch. I'm not too worried about the games played and the Spurs managing him. It is something that we maybe have to factor in. But again, if we compare him to a lot of other players in the second round, a lot of those guys are getting rested and managed and things like that throughout the season anyway. So I think he can get to 65 games. Seems totally reasonable. He, he's out there. He wants to play. He seems like a kind of a guy that you know loves playing basketball. He's playing in summer league after coming back off a you know uh, French championship game. Um, you know he's played nearly I think most games in the preseason as well. He is super flexible. He can do the splits. So I mean I think that actually is weirdly a, a good thing for his durability. So. Um, yeah, I'm not super concerned about his him missing games any more than they are. I, I am a lot of the other players in the second round anyway. So those are my total thoughts. Let me know how hyped are you guys to watch Victor Wembanyama this season and where are you going to take him? Where has he been taken in your fantasy basketball drafts? Drop them down in the comment section below. Let me know, guys, what you thought about the top 25 most relevant or most interesting fantasy basketball players. Do you want to see it again next season? Let me know down in the comments and I'll see you guys next time. Bye. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.